Welcome into the I-80 Club Wednesday night in the club. In a club. Oh, sorry. No, there we go. Were you waiting? waiting for sorry, you waiting for me? Yeah, in yeah. You always give me. You always give me the end of club. Sorry, uh, it's a first le- ever. I was looking at levels. My bad. I was looking. Oh, at you're good. It's a first. Your your multitasking skills are among the worst. I think of anybody that I know. Thank you. Yeah. Um. But it's a. It's our first ever mailbag, or as Jack Jack has titled it, a chat bag. I like that better. So we'll be. We'll be doing that today. Yeah, because it Sets separates us, us. Sets us apart. Yes, ex- yep. exactly. So think of the same. Yeah, so we're doing a chat bag tonight. We have a lot of great questions. We'll get to those um, in a, in a couple of moments. Some some house cleaning. Uh, if you have missed, if you've still not had a chance to listen to Dirk Chatland interview from last week, highly, highly, highly recommend it. Uh, Jack, I was looking at the numbers today. Yeah. This is now the third most download podcast Ooh. that we have ever done behind Ooh. the the Northwestern podcast. And then I think like the next week we never got to do a proper, like Scott Frost fired show because we recorded, then he was fired five seconds later and I had to work for three hours. Um, so I imagine that that would have been higher, but Dirk now the third most downloaded podcast that the I 80 club has ever. What was two? What was two? It was, uh, the, the Saturday night after dark, the week one of the season. So basically, we were reacting to Nebraska almost losing to North Dakota, and we were watching college football games. Mm. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. So basically, this I'm looking at all of them. It, this is basically up there with a bunch of Saturday night after darks, the and then like a couple of Monday night things. Otherwise, though, it's just a, it, like this is a... All alone as a Wednesday night show. So people really dug it, and we appreciate and, uh, people downloading it and listening to it. And you are listening to the future new number one in downloads. There we go. Right now. It's a chat bag. Right now. Uh, Josh says he sent the Dirk pod to his daddy plans on re-listening. We heard a couple of people who listened to it twice, which was yeah. uh, which was amazing to me. That's awesome. Yeah. That is so, great. yeah, listen to it, share it, um, and, yeah, I mean, rate and review on Apple. Like, I don't know, like, if that's going to help us. We're such a small, independent uh, Oh, yeah, podcast, we're on Apple. Hey, yeah, that's know. true. Yeah, yeah, we're on all I'll the places. Us. Listen I'll on Spotify. On I'll rate there us you go. Apple. Yeah, give us five stars. There's been – I went and looked at it the other day. We have three three reviews. They're all five stars. So, look at that. Hey, oh, I haven't got, even ever some, looked at that. Matt says, yeah, where are the new patrons? Support. We got one. We Well, we had – No, a, we – dude, we've gained, like, three or four over the last But we had a lot of – we had – one only one five dollar like a purple one, I think mm. right where they the, can listen live, where they can listen live, and where they had, and we only had one that actually has come in the Discord so far. And I oh, welcomed okay. him, I welcomed him, and I tagged him, but uh, I don't know. Let me make sure. I'm trying to remember the name. I don't see him in here tonight, but um, yeah, hopefully we'll get some more of him in here. But whatever, and, and whatever, Jack. It's that's cool. a reminder before before we get to the the chat bag portion. Um, we had one patron who dialed back their membership tier. And so we now have a boardroom member spot Ooh. open for anyone. If they would like to sign up, we we keep that number at 20. Um, if you join, you say, what do I get for being a board member? It's $10 a month. You get a unrecorded podcast that we do once a month. Um, dare I say, Jack, those have been incredibly juicy, very good. 
you learned things about me. I learned things about you. We've we've told we swapped lots of stories in there. I mean, really, it's just been a lot of like, hey, can you tell me more about Scott Frost? And so we did that for like a half hour last month. One of the other ones we talked about the Bopolini audio tape for uh, that, and you get some other stuff too. So you could uh, upgrade yeah. your your membership patreon.com. dot slash the greens. The greens will tell you if it's worthwhile to do the. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll let them take it if they think. Yeah, it's I think worthwhile. it's fun. Uh, yeah, but yeah, and and yeah. we have a private channel too where. People share a little bit more uh, deep information, uh, deep inside information there, too, uh, which is yeah. another benefit of it. And uh, and we like to go to our board members, too, which is kind of questions we have about the clubs. They have the club. They have some influence there. So, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, that's kind of what we do. So I, I appreciate that. And some people put it on their Twitter account. If they're yep. uh, or their Twitter profile, if they're board members, which I enjoy. Yeah, Matt says we're also all invited to Josh's wedding. Yep, definitely. Yeah. If you're a board member, board you get members, you get a wedding invite. Definitely the wedding. My parents, my invite. parents aren't even getting invited to the wedding. So you know, if if, oh, if wow. you're getting invited to the wedding, yeah, we're eloping. It's just gonna be like three of us there. It's not gonna okay. be very many. Well, people. but I mean, like the yeah. party, whenever the party is. Oh, so. the party, yeah, yeah. The board the party, members yeah. definitely they'll get be invited to, to that. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. So mm. yeah, Patreon.com/slash ID Club, all that stuff. Cool. Well, let me uh, let me get us started, Josh. Yeah, I was gonna so, say you. This was your idea. This is your baby. Yeah, and if you guys hate this, just tell me, and we won't do it again. But like you know, Josh and I, we we do these. We we, we try and mix up the content for you guys, and uh, we have interviews sometimes. We we've done some uh, be kind Husker rewinds. But I thought maybe it would be fun because I know a lot of times when we do regular pods, a lot of people put questions and topics and things they want to hear about in the comments. And the comments cycle so fast that I know there's a ton of them that we don't get to. And so mm -hmm. I thought maybe... Especially if you're a bad multitasker. <laughs> yes, if that's true too. But I thought maybe we just say, okay, let's let the, the club just completely determine the topics that we talk about. And we come in and we just, um, we just we leave it up to you guys all in what we talk about for a night. Whatever you're feeling like, whatever discussion that it is. And, you know, it's kind of like the equivalent. It's really cliched to call it a mailbag episode. That's why I called it a chat bag. But That's why it's a um, chat bag. It's completely it's, different. It's more just throwing out some topics that you, you would like to hear. If, if you would like to hear us talk about, you can, you can do that. Um, what I would suggest as we're doing this live, if you have one of those, don't put it in, because I can't multitask, don't put it in the, the stage chat. Uh, but put it in the the text channel right above us, the mailbag questions with today's date, because I think we'll go back to that and reference. So if they get on the bottom, we'll get to them at the end. Does that make sense? So Makes just, perfect sense so to me. Just throw them in there if you want to add on to the ones that are already there. We're, I think we'll just kind of start from the, the top and and work our way down. So if there are more that come up during the show that you want to, just tag them in on the end there. And whatever we have time for, we'll get to as many of them as we time for. So. Yeah, so if, if you guys like, like, let us know. Same thing, as always. Uh, if you think this is good, if you like this, if you want to do this once a month or something like that, glad to. If it's not your cup of tea, uh, let us know that too, and we won't do it again very often. And I have other ideas of, of things that we can do, or we can go back to some of the normal stuff that we do. So, um, yeah, so let's get started, Josh, if you don't, if you don't mind. I've You guys did a good job posting a bunch of questions in here right at the outset, and so... Why don't we uh, Why don't we get going with I Formation's question that he submitted earlier this afternoon, Josh? I'll pose it to you, and then I'll answer it too. If you okay. and jo If you and Josh could interview one person, whom would it be? Not together, but your own choice. 
So the person is joining us in the club? Well, I don't necessarily know about that on our show, wherever. Just you or okay. you, if you could if if you could interview, he's just saying if you Josh Peterson on radio show whatever format could interview someone, if there's like one that you could get that that you could request or multiple you could get, that would be hard to get otherwise. Do you have anybody who that would be specifically? Man, you know, God, this is going to sound like such recency bias, but so we were talking with Sipple on the show today, and, and we, you know, because of the JoJo Doman stuff, like, we ended up talking a lot about Scott Frost, and, and we got kind of down that road of, like, you know, talking to people on the record, and, like, would people do it? Would people be interested in it? And someone threw out the name of Bill Moose. Bill Moose would be an interesting person to chat with because... Maybe he would feel a little more open. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, like, I don't like I, I don't want my answer to be Bill Moose. But like today, my answer kind of is Bill Moose just because I have found myself whether Jack, like you and I have done some Scott Frost stuff lately a couple of times. John and I have done some of that a little bit lately. We did so with Simple today. It's like I feel like that's been on my brain a little bit more of just kind of getting one of those deep dives into like what the hell happened and what went wrong. And so I think my answer today on May 10th is oddly enough, Bill Moose. Like, I don't really have that kind of white whale of a guest that I have always wanted to have on. Like, I don't know if you have on your show or if you have it in the podcast space, but like, for the most part, I, I talk to people that I, I like to talk to. I mean, I guess there are probably some national people that I would be interested in talking about, but I'd really have to to kind of rack my brain because I just, I don't, I wish I had a better answer. I, like, for the pot, I really wanted to talk to Dirk. We had Dirk on last week. It was a great conversation. So, like, I don't know. I just don't, ha I feel like I it's, have that obvious answer at the I tip mean, of my tongue. The, I mean, there's, there's the obvious thing, just because there's so much fascination among everyone else, us included, about Frost. Frost himself, obviously, is an answer, I think, for everyone. If he would talk yeah. openly, that would be fascinating. So I would say that it, when when I thought about this question a little bit, you know, I there are obviously you could pick national, you could say, you know, whatever Michael Jordan, or you could presidents or or something like that. But I think for mine, it's not somebody who's been, you know, like interviewed in the context I would do it frequently. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, if I yep. got Michael Jordan on, it would be a huge thrill. But I'd be there's no way I'd ask him questions that he hasn't been asked before. Um, yes, that that so it would be a thrill, but the interview itself I don't think would be all that unique. And so I tend to think of people with like a local connection, um, where that interview hasn't happened, and the audience that we've got would hear something that they hadn't had before. And so like I've got a so I've got a, a list of I actually did some prep for this. Uh, so I've oh, got, I got a list of like just Husker sports related Husker adjacent people that I think. That would be at the top of my list if I could ever do it. And um, I actually made some of these lists when I did my started my podcast uh, about a year ago. Right now, and people that I wanted to get, uh, if if Tim Miles would ever completely go there about some things, it, all the fired coaches are always fascinating. Uh, that'd be fascinating to me. Uh, I think Tim's a really good interview. If he would ever completely just kind of, there's a lot I would have to ask him. Uh, mm -hmm. About about how things went down, so that's on there. You mentioned Bill Moose. You know who I, who I had on my list? Steve Peterson. Oh would man, that he'd not be fascinating. Be fascinating? If, I mean, if he would he be open been, to it, can you imagine? I mean, he has been just beaten down for two decades. He's been just yep. beaten down about almost two decades uh, about the job that he did, about the decisions that he made. He's got to have some things to say, right? Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Like when people are just. 
like I can't help it when people are bashing me that I've got to get in and and clean up in, in, inaccuracies that I think that are out there. He's got to have some of that, right? With mm-hmm. with all think of that so. from the decision Frank on on Frank to what happened to the decision to hire Callahan, the time that it took. If he really opened up, do you know how fascinating that would be and how much completely uncharted territory there would really be on that yeah. one? And yeah. what all happened during that coaching search and when and why he decided about Frank. So that would be one. Uh, on my on my Husker adjacent list, I also have if if he would I think Taylor Martinez would be fascinating. Oh, if he'd he be would, yes, com, you know, if he would if he'd all, be again, honest and open, yeah. Honest, there are a million places I would like to go with him. There are so yeah. many places I would like to go with him, from the Texas A and M phone situation with Bo, from just him and Bo, generally. Yeah, the Texas A and M game would be fascinating with him. To you to know. his injuries and the, the kind of the weirdness of them sometimes. To you know that that 2010 Big 12 championship uh, where he was in and then he was out and he was hurt and it looked like. You know, Zach Lee never came in, and they put in Cody Glenn instead. Or they put, you know, and Taylor had gone in a couple of games where he was hurt. I just, all of that, what was really happening with him and what that whole situation was, how close, if he had been healthy, what he thinks the the difference would have been in those yeah. in those years, that would be fascinating to me. Um, I've got Alex Gordon on my list, too, um, and that's par- partially just because I'm a Royals fan. He's an all-time favorite of mine. He doesn't do a lot of interviews, sure. though. Like, that no, would be he does great. not. I would love to talk to Bud Crawford. If, oh, If Bud yeah. Crawford would do, ever do an interview, um, I think that would be fascinating. And then the other one that I have on my Husker Jason list, the last one that I've got on this list, is Teron Liu. And I actually have interviewed Teron Liu. He was great, Josh. He was so good. Uh, I talked to him when he was an assistant for the Celtics, and he was getting inducted to the Nebraska Sports Hall of Fame, and he was so good. Um, I just think he would be he'd be fascinating to talk if you kind of took a larger view of his time at Nebraska, you know, his interest in you know ever whatever that relationship is with Nebraska, and then the NBA stuff beyond that. LeBron James, can you imagine all the stories that he's got? Oh, he'd have a ton. NBA? You could do you could do all sorts of different eras. You could do just tell me stories about your time in Nebraska. You could do tell me stories about your time playing in the NBA, and then you could do yeah. hey, tell me stories oh about gosh. your time coaching. Can, can you imagine NBA? if you had Teron Lou for an, an hour? I mean, yeah, uh, like the you'd Kobe, really have to do, you'd have to thing. really pick and like, choose your spot. How does he feel about the the Allen Iverson thing? Right? Well, exactly. I mean, yeah. Yeah. One of the most famous pictures so of the of this things. century in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my. I mean, I have other ones that are. I can not give you one more. Okay. I can give you one more, and this is like totally like this is one for me, as they say. You know, you the you make you do one for you, one for me, and and I actually hope to have this person on when I get my running podcast going. But there's this. This runner named Peter Bromka, and he is actually a writer as well. And he, I, I, I think I might have mentioned him recently, Jack, but he, um, he chased after. He's like a normal dude, but he chased after qualifying for the um, trials in the marathon, and he ended up missing it by two seconds. And he wrote this super good emotional story about it. 
And I'd like God. I'd heard his name, but I had not read anything by him until like February. And now, like anytime he writes something, I I devour it. I follow him on this running app that I'm on. Like I hope to have him on because he's a very I, I just love his outlook and view on life. Um, it's so funny because I don't I don't know how you are with interviews. I never get nervous, but I feel like talking to him, he would be someone that I would get nervous for just because of like how I respect him and and you know what what he has been able to do. So he is huh. definitely someone that I would like to talk to as well. That's interesting. Tom Osborne made me nervous. I've interviewed him. I don't know. I've probably interviewed him ten times, but I've been incredibly nervous every time I've had I've had him on. And then I just have a few just to to wrap this one up. Like I also am very interested in music, but I would look for like local angles, and I have these on my list for my podcast too. Like I'd love to talk to like this is so random. People might laugh at this, but I'd love to talk to S.A. Martinez, who's in 311. He'd be fascinating to talk to to me about coming up in Omaha and and some of this. And he's still sort of being the. It, it the the rapper for 311 it's that it's for some reason he fascinates me james valentine from maroon five like he went to lincoln southeast um went to unl all of these things i think that'd be fascinating too and then the other thing i'll probably do this sometime the other really like really like media-ish thing that i've never done and i don't know that anyone's done so i would love to get together for those who are a little bit old school like me the very original so it's sports nightly now uh, the show with Greg Sharp, and that's like the university show. But it originated, it first came on the air when there was no sports radio on during the course of the day. There was no 1620 The Zone. There was really no, like, during the day sports radio, and they started the show Sports Day Mid-America, which was the Husker sports show at, t- at the time. And it, like, blew my mind at the time that there was a Husker radio talk show. And it was, and the early days of that were um, Bishop, and John Baylor and Gary Sharp and Jim Rose, who are all, you know, in me. I would love to get that team fully back together and just sort of go back on some of the early days of that show and what it was like in a completely different era of sports radio and a completely different era of Husker football. I could be completely fascinating to me. So I don't know if anybody else would find that that way, but that would be a big one. Oh, yeah. I think that I think people would really take something like that because yeah. it's just so different and unique. I, I want to do, do it. Right I, I probably will. When I get the podcast up going again, I'm going to try and effort that at, at some point. So, all right. Next question on the list. <laughs> next question is, would you rather fight, fight a horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Uh, definitely the duck-sized horses. Yeah, duck-sized horses. Just yeah, you figure you'd have you more, more opportunities. You just got to stomp them, and they're not still yeah, not going to hurt yeah. you. So I'm not yeah. worried about that. Uh, DPM yeah. asked, um, if you could change one non-football outcome in Husker sports history, what would it be and why? Um, man, I, uh, I, I've, I got one, Jack. Do okay, you have go one? Ahead. I have, I have two. I have two. Okay. So I, I feel like there's, there's a lot of answers and, and I guess I want to talk through this a little bit before I give you my ultimate answer. Of course, like the orange bowl in 1984, like that's an easy one, right? They go for two, they make it. Um, I even think the the world of them kicking the extra point, like what what the butterfly effect of that is, I think is pretty interesting. Like I I feel like that's a, an obvious one. Um, you know, I, I like looking though at kind of like deep cuts in terms of like one that I've always thought of is what happens if Bill Callahan and Nebraska beat Texas in two thousand six. Like in the grand scheme, that team's not winning a national championship, but I have always maintained they beat Texas. They don't lose to Oklahoma State the next week. I think that that's going to be an 11-1 team in the regular season. And again, they're not going to make the national title, but what are the long-term ramifications of Bill Callahan's second or third year, excuse me, not finishing 9 and 5, but instead 
a double digit win season. You know, maybe they play with a little bit more momentum. They beat Oklahoma. Like, I don't know what happens in the conference title game, but I've always wondered about that. My answer, though, is Texas in 2009 because I have always thought that if they win that game, not only do they win a conference championship, so they keep the, the streak going of winning a conference title in every decade since what, like 1960, since the 60s. Um, so they do that. I don't think they leave. I've always wondered what happens if they win. Do they stay in the Big 12? And I have always, always wondered that. Oh, was the question non-football? Yeah, did but I, did I was, I listen, I was curious anyway. Oh, damn it. I'm sorry. So um, yeah. I was curious. Uh, well, mine mine yeah. definitely would have been both those Texas. I would have both those Texas games on there, damn too. Damn it. I missed non-football. I, I, uh, non-football, they beat Arizona State in the College World Series the second time they play, and then, you know, who knows what happens after so that. So I actually would have had – so I had that same – but I had – uh, the round before that, they they won the first game, and then they matched up with Florida in, uh, in the College World Series. So they beat uh, Nebraska, yeah, Nebraska, Arizona State in the first round. Then they had Florida in the winner's bracket. Florida was the seven seed. Nebraska was the three seed. They lost seven to four. If they win that game, they go on to the semifinals with no losses at that point in 2005. Um, now how it went down, they lost to Florida and then they lost to Arizona state. They went, uh, after that, they, they went completely out, but they would have been in there and then they would have been facing Florida or Arizona state again with, with one loss. One, I mean, yeah. the other team had, would have had one loss. Nebraska would have been unbeaten there. They were both teams that they were capable of beating. And it most likely in that case, if they win that game against Florida, it most likely means they're going up against Texas in the national championship that year. Texas yep. won, Texas beat Florida. They're going up against Texas then at that point, who is not a national seed, and Nebraska was that year. Like, there's a shot they win the national championship if they beat Florida yep. that game. Like, not a bad one, like a, a 50-50 one that they yeah. win the national championship in that year. So that's that. And then basketball for me, I would go back to the ninth. I, I, I was thinking about, you know, it's an NCAA tournament game for me. Uh, and you could, I could have said the Baylor game just so they got that and seen what would have happened if they had met Creighton, but they probably would have lost. And then that would have been terrible. So I'm going to go back to 1991, which is still amazing for those of you who aren't old enough. Nebraska was a three seed, a three seed in the NCAA tournament. And they lost a five point game to Xavier in that game, the 14 seed. Had they won it, they would have taken on a Connecticut, a Connecticut team that upset Shaquille O'Neal. So yeah, and LSU. And so they would have taken on a Connecticut team uh, that was a 11 seed. They would have had another, another double-digit seed in that game. And then if they win that, you know who they take on next? They take on the national champs. They take on Duke after that. Bobby Hurley and Christian Leitner in the next game had they won that. Had they beaten Connecticut. And you, the NCAA drought is done then. You know, I don't know what kind of a route, a, a run that they go on there, but none of this whole, you know, hexing and vexing, as Tim Miles talked about, never would have happened. If yeah, it's a fun day. one because it, it's they start the process of, like, destroying the demons before the demons can even become a thing. Right. You know, and- if you get the first one out of the way, every subsequent game – doesn't have the, all that pressure. And so, like, it's funny because there's a world where they beat Xavier and maybe even they lose the next week. But then the following seasons and tournaments 
don't have this kind of existential yep. pressure yes. that they would going all the way up to 2014. And so, like, the, that butterfly effect is so large just because it's like the first flap of the wings. And right. if you can change that, does it just change everything yeah. that follows it? Like, there's a real shot that Nebraska team plays Duke in the regional semifinals in the West region, uh, or the Midwest region, I should say, in 1991, and and takes on that Duke team that beat Connecticut and ended up beating Kansas for the national championship that year. Jim O'Neill says, so. did Jack just really win two national titles for the Huskers by changing one game? He kind of did. You, 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 they got one win, and suddenly they're winning the whole thing in both baseball and in basketball. I don't think they were beating Duke that year, by the way. Okay, no. okay. I just, I, uh, okay. No, 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 no. I didn't, if I implied that, I do not think they were beating. I do not think that. That Duke team was good. Holy cow. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they rolled. Like, I mean, that's the team that beat UNLV, right? Yep. That's yep. the team. That's the Grant Hill, like the dunk, right? That's yep. if I'm remembering correctly. They beat UNLV, yeah. and then they had Kansas at the end. Kansas felt like an afterthought after they beat UNLV in the Final Four. So, no, yeah. I don't think Nebraska won, wins that one. The baseball one, I think, is 50-50, though. I really oh, definitely. Do. That team was super close. I mean, it's nuts how how small of like a margin of error that team had in terms of like going one and two versus, yeah, having a chance to play for the national championship. Yeah, they were that close. So, that loss was just that Connecticut loss. And I didn't even know it then. Like, I didn't even know how crazy being a th- three seed was. I was 14 years old. I had no idea that that was that kind of rarefied error that would be so hard to see because I'd only been really, like, into Nebraska basketball for five years at that point. Um, yeah. So it was that was crazy. So that's my answer yeah. to that one. All right, next. Uh, by the way, we missed – Jack, we missed one from earlier, the one that you posted from Adam that he messaged us. He says, hi, Jack and Josh. Oh, which yeah, game is the, is, is the most winnable on the schedule this year? Which game is the most losable? Also, which game could Nebraska upset a team this season? Uh, I think the I think the most winnable and most losable ones are, are actually pretty easy. I think most losable is Michigan because I think Michigan is 100%. the best team on the schedule. Yeah. I think most winnable is Northern Illinois, I don't, Give me Northern Northern Illinois. Illinois or La Tech one, or Northern Colorado, Illinois. Well, dare I say. would you actually... <clears throat> I don't know. Is there Northwestern? Is Northwestern worse at that point? Yeah, Northwestern might be the answer too. Yeah, I don't know. I pre- um, still probably would say Northern Illinois, which is yeah. T- now I know everybody's going to laugh because that's the because you know, the probably the last time, but that's probably Up, upset. Say. Upset's hard because like you know over the course of the schedule, there I mean they're going to be dogs to Minnesota to Michigan. And then it's like a crapshoot of like, will there be dogs to like the road teams right. like Illinois, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Iowa's a home game, Maryland, I think could be an underdog. I'll give you one though, Jack. And and like maybe I'm gonna look like an idiot. But I I really would not be surprised if they upset Minnesota in week one. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's it's there's Josh, gonna be an opportunity Josh for it. here for eight wins. Ain't no baby, ain't no start. Uh, but like, I just, Dude. I don't like that one's hard. Like, I mean, do I think they could beat Wisconsin? Of course, you know, like they almost yeah. beat Wisconsin last year. So, like, of course they could. So, you know, could they beat dogs again to Iowa and beat them? Yeah, of course they could. But I think Minnesota is kind of like the safe one, just because I know that they will be an underdog in that game, and I, I feel like they could win that game. I think they're going to beat Iowa, and I don't know if they'll yeah. be underdogs or not, but I think they're going to beat Iowa in Lincoln, last game of the year. Uh, with you know, Iowa is what it is. Who knows what they'll have gone through at that point? I think they're going to beat Iowa. So if Nebraska is an underdog in that game, that's my answer. There's a chance they won't be. Uh, and so then my next answer was Minnesota, uh, like you just did, Josh. That's probably the next one. Although an- another sneaky one might be Michigan State. 
maybe. Yes, that was the other one, Jack, that I was thinking of, actually, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I had Iowa. I had Iowa first, and then I have uh, Minnesota, which just, like, let's not act again. Again. Oh, here we go. Let, here we go. Let's not act that it would be some world-beating miracle if Nebraska beat Minnesota. We all saw the game last year. Jack, no one's we saying it would be a world-beating. It. It yes, just, they are. It's more no, about, no, are. it's more they about like eviscerating get, demons because Nebraska hasn't done that. That's, it's not every, about. I know it's I know it's May, it's May but I got to say it. Everybody's already getting themselves into a lather about how good other Big Ten teams are. You know oh what I saw? Gosh. Did you see my tweet? Yeah, you did because I saw you retweet Happer's. Oh, the the that. thing. Yeah, the thing yeah, about how last, you got triggered because Wisconsin was like said night, to be good or something. I'm trying to watch Nebraska Creighton baseball. Nebraska finally looks like they're going to get a win against Creighton. And on the the bottom line thing, they show this thing, and it was like promoting an I don't know if it was an article or what, but it was like dark horses for the. Uh, for the college football playoff. And I can't even remember what the other team they said was, but one of them listed was Wisconsin. And I'm like, what? What, what, are, we, what are we thinking about ourselves if Wisconsin is thought by some to be a dark horse for the college football playoff with a roster they had last year, with a roster they've got this year, and the complete changing of systems? Oh, our- I found the story. I found the okay. story. Okay, what do they give me the rationale for that? If, if so, if this is several teams will be vying to fall in TCU's footsteps as an unlikely playoff contender. This is by Sheehan Jairija. I don't know who this uh, is. Not going to work there anymore. Not going to work here anymore. Um, ACC, NC State, two hundred and fifty to one. So, like Jack, they're immediately starting with like huge NC long shots. State. Wisconsin sixty to one, 60 Texas to one. Tech one twenty five to look. Jack, they're true. They're looking for like the most out out of bounds, like because here it is. People TCU was two hundred so to one odds to win the title last year. So they're looking for Whatever. dumb long odds. They're not saying was see. Don't be pre triggered by God. things, Jack. You don't people have to do this. Love it's okay. Wisconsin, so it, oh would, it takes nothing for people to get high on Wisconsin. And I thought maybe after in the post hard nosed Wisconsin area era, now the air raid people might be a little now more. Now they have Luke Fickle. They have them. a good coach. Well, what if if somebody said that about Nebraska? Everyone here, Nebraska fans, would lose their mind. Maybe rightfully so. Because it would be so stupid. Wisconsin made a bowl but, last year, but you though. Do, oh, brother. They okay. did. The, oh. Jack, you can't cry and say, I need a bowl game or else I'm going to be so sad. I and then I'll be the, like, well, this team made a bowl. Nebraska and you're like, ah, who gives was, a shit? Nebraska Nebraska may have been a better team than Wisconsin last year. Yeah, I'll and say, now they have a better coach. Say, That's all it is. They have a, well, yeah. Wait, wait. You're just saying yeah, Wisconsin's The prompt of the article is insanely long odds. That's what the prompt of the article well, you, is. You already told me what the odds were. Vegas buys into it, too. They shouldn't be any higher than NC State. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. That's my opinion. Good Lord. <laughs> Sorry. I got if triggered. they beat Minnesota, that's super impressive. So don't, uh, I, don't, I don't want you poo-pooing it. Chess Walrus's question is way too long to, to read. You can read the first part about it. Though. I have noticed that many, but not all, sports media members either distrust analytics or have a hard time weaving analytical metrics and insights into their analysis. Do you agree with this observation? If so, why do you think this is? Josh, the floor is yours. Um, I think that a lot of sports media members distrust analytics. Um, I think it's more of an age thing than it is a... Media. media members distrust it. Like I, I read a lot of media members, and a lot of these people are national. Like that, that really love analytics, 
and use it in their discourse and their breakdowns of games. And I would say that those people, for the most part, and I am going to paint with a broad brush here, most part are probably like 10 years older than me, maybe 15 at most, and younger. So they're in their 40s, their mid-40s, and younger. And like a lot of people, especially that I follow in like terms of NFL coverage, that are like my age and younger, like they lean way into analytics, DVOA, EPA, all that stuff. Like they rely on that all the time. I think older folks don't because they grew up in an era where that wasn't like common usage in sports discourse. And so like everything in life, if if the way that you took in sports was one way, and now people are telling you, like, this is actually what it means to be good, or this is how you do well, or you have to go for it on fourth down. Like, it takes sometimes a long time for people to really buy into that because that's not how it was when they were growing up. I, I think that a lot of I think a lot of people, and I think that what Brendan just said is, is true, too. I think a lot of people bounce off analytics due to how it's presented. I think that analytic people, like, I like analytics. Um, I think that some of the community can be very dismissive in a way that is like kind of assholeish about like, oh no, you don't believe this, then you're an idiot. It's like, no, like I, I, I want to rely on it, but there's this is also like human nature, and in the end, like it is humans. It's the, the football game is not going to be played on a computer. Baseball is not going to be played on a computer. And so human emotion will play into it. If a guy had a bad day at home and has to come to the office and, and his office is a football field, that might affect him. And a coach might have to know that and lean on that. So I think a lot of it is an age thing. Um, and and like I, I don't know. I'd almost start there. And, and I think that you know you could unpack it so many more ways outside of that. Okay, here's my opinion. The vast majority of analytics discussion I hear is in baseball, is in Major League Baseball. I'm sure it exists in 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 probably basketball second and then maybe football as well. But the discussion in the baseball uh, podcast, deep dive world, is it's way more prominent there than anywhere else that I access it. If I am um, if I am a team, I am absolutely having a staff diving way into that. I'm having statistics people looking all of that. I'm having them advise me. I'm using it to make decisions. Here's my issue. And this is what I think Brennan was getting to. I don't get them. I don't, I don't understand them yet. Like I will listen. I listen to Royals podcasts and, you know, I'll listen to, to uh, like Rainy Giselle, who is, I love, I love his touch on the Royals and, and he's such a good, and he was the guy who went, he was the guy who founded what baseball? Uh, what is it? Not is it baseball prospectus? Yeah, I mean he's like been way deep into that stuff, and like I love his takes, but I don't get. I just don't. I don't quite grasp a lot of the analytics stuff that they talk about, um, and I guess that's on me. I probably should go and figure it out. So it's less that I don't like believe it, or it's not this old school mentality. It's like they can't tell you. They can't tell you about heart analytics. Don't tell you about. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I don't thought I don't think and talk about them as much. I still, when I look up baseball statistics, Josh, for better or worse, you know what I go to? Batting average. I still go to batting average. None of them talk about batting average. Nobody talks about batting average, and there's probably a good reason for that. But I got trained in my life to understand what batting average meant 
from the beginning the same way now that you might look at a three-point percentage or points per game or something in basketball, right? Or yards per yeah. carry in football. It's easily understandable. If you're if you're 280, you're good. If you're 300, you're really good. If you're 320, you're elite, right? That's yeah. Yeah. that's sort of the thing that I've got in my head. Same with ERA. Those aren't no, those are flawed numbers and I be, I don't disagree with that. It's just been hard for But it's for what me. you grew up with. <clears throat> it's what it is this frame of reference that I put on everyone else that I've thought of in the past. Yeah, and, and that's why like, you know, I'll I'll read NFL writers especially and they'll like one of the terms that they use is EPA, expected points added, and that is like at its granular level, it's like play to play what a a a quarterback or a running right. back or a, a you know a defensive player like that's what they add like literally add to the performance over the course of a game on the football field and like you know this is not going to surprise you Patrick Mahomes' EPA is you know like the best of all time in like literally every single scenario but you know what I don't ever see when I'm reading like a columnist locally after a Nebraska game, no one ever would mention EPA. No one would ever say, yeah, you know, Casey Thompson's EPA. I, Jack, I remember in uh, in year two under Mike Riley, and I actually mentioned this on, on the Grum the other day, I was huge that offseason, huge, into Pythagorean expectation. And Pythagorean expectation was essentially like, your performance over the course of a season and like your point production and points allowed, that should tell a story in your win-loss record. And Nebraska's Pythagorean expectation was so out of whack in 2015 under Mike Riley where they lost a, a ton of games in dumb fashions and then they brought like everybody back and I thought that the math would work itself out where they would win more games the following year because they weren't going to lose every game by one score. And you know what happened? They did. But you know what I caught a lot that offseason leading into it? A ton of shit from people saying, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. Mike Riley sucks. Pythagorean expectation is stupid. And it ended up being right. But I, I think that they're like, if, if you had never heard that term before, you'd probably be like, I don't know what this is. And, it, and like, at least, Jack, you say you don't under, you don't get it, but at least you're not like dismissive of it because no. I think that a lot of people are just like, I don't get it. I'm going to be dismissive of it, too, and I'm just going to move forward and not care about it. I probably should spend some – if I want to listen to these things, I probably should spend more time, especially with uh, Yeah, I'm surprised that you listen to all these pods and, like, you you like haven't just, like, kind of researched it for, like, do, an but hour. It's like I'll listen to them while I'm walking my dog, and it's like I can't look it up at the time. But I would I, – I think it would be interesting. But, listen, if I were in, in – in, uh, if I were a, a team and could have a staff doing that, I absolutely would, and I absolutely would factor that into decisions I make. Would I make it the only thing? No, because I do think there are intangibles that go, you know, that may not follow those sorts of things. And I think there's a human element to it also as well. Um, the other thing I would say, Josh, is like, you know, like ESPN has the FPI, right? Is that a, yep. is that an analytic? I guess that's an analytic. Yes. I don't yes. know that I trust that. Like, so some of them, like, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about like the analytics in baseball or or the individual analytics that are just a different way of, of, of of talking about stats and just a better way of talking about stats instead of talking about batting average, talking about OPS plus, right, or talking about war or those sorts of things? Or are we doing analytics at the larger scale where we're, especially in college football, ranking teams? Because I think those are two different things, too. They are. And, like, the hard part is, like, baseball, how many pitches are there in a season that a, that a batter's going to see? How many at-bats are they going to see? How many games are they going to play? Like, I think that that – 
that even the the most analytically inclined inclined people would say, yeah, and the sample size it is what it is, but I wish I could have more. So okay, that's baseball, and that's number of at bats over the course of a season. Then think about it in football, and then think about it in college football, and think about it with teams that play twelve games a year, and the competition is all sorts of inconsistent from team to team to team. And so I know that there are a lot of people that don't like analytics in college football, especially in terms of ranking teams. Yeah. I like it because I view it as a sorting mechanism. I don't view SP+, Plus, which is my favorite, as like the end-all, be-all, because I think that'd be silly. It's I wrong. use it as it's a sorting wrong. mechanism. I mean, it's wrong tons of times. Yeah, yeah. exactly, Every, and everything is. But like the sample size is just too small. There aren't that many football games to be played. But I think it helps me. It tell, does, in my opinion, help tell a story. Like Nebraska football in 2021, their SP Plus was insanely high given that they were a 3-9 and nine football team. And what that was saying was that, I mean, they were just consistently shitting the bed over and over and over. That was informative. It was informative for, you know, I, I knew the answer. The answer to me was, oh, I know what's wrong. It's the head coach. Um, but I, I, I think that they can tell those types of stories. But I also, you know, I mean, we're splitting hairs so much when it's a 12-game sample size and there are 130-whatever teams, and no one is playing an even even schedule. Yeah, like I think there are two different – what are we talking about with analytics here? Is it is it just the, the more is – it, is it ways to evaluate individual players or is it way to weigh teams? Um, I mean, it maybe, can be all maybe, of the above. I guess it can be all in the above, but – what, but I feel like what's happening in baseball is a whole lot more about the former, and what's happening in college football is way more about the latter, is 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 what I would say. Like it doesn't seem like there are individual analytic mm. measures in college football. I guess there are, but they're not really part. Like I just don't see people rejecting them because I don't think they're a part of our lexicon all that much right now. College football, yeah. Definitely not. No, there. Yeah. It's definitely not a part of our lexicon. I love it. I use it every week. I, I look at SP plus stuff every single I get week. That, but do you have um, anything like beyond that though? Beyond computer rankings, like is are there other analytics that are out there that people are either getting into or issuing whatever with college football? Yeah, there's just there is. I don't I don't dabble in the college football. Just I, I just don't I don't do it for whatever reason. Like I I know it's out there. I'm sure they I do just use don't, them. You know, it's just, all I'm yeah. saying is, it's. I think it's less about anyone rejecting them in that space, and more about it just not being a part of the lexicon. In, well, in, and in and like Chess just says, the metrics do exist, but they're proprietary. I mean, that's the thing. It's like to to be interested in that space, either you have to you have to do it yourself, um, which I'm not smart enough to do that, so yeah. I never will. Or you have to, you know, find... I mean, like, there is some niche stuff out there. There's this TCU fan that does a bunch of stuff. And I followed him last year for, like, a month or two. And his stuff was just way over my head. And so I was like, yeah, this is... It's just not... It's not for me. Bill Connolly I like because I think it's it's easy enough to understand. Right. Um, but you there know, obviously... And, and, you know, there's good information in there. But in college football, it takes the form a lot of times of computer rankings. Of, of, of right? Of power rankings. And there are some that are bad. So... Like it's less of a a complete just being old school and rejecting all of them out of hand, but just saying, hey, like these are real. A lot of these are super imperfect, and we usually use it through the lens in college football of evaluating teams. That's just the only way that we really talk about it in college football. I get. I think people are right. They're saying, look, schools have it. Schools are doing it. Um, but I don't know. Those are not nearly as much in the public discussion because I think Chess said it right. He said any team who finds a good measure keeps it a secret. I don't. Yeah, think, I course. just don't think it's out there as much as it is in the in, probably in the baseball and probably in like the NBA community too. Are probably the two where it's 
it's more frequently discussed. So, but as for media, I, I agree with you, Josh. I, I, I mean, I do think there is an old school crowd, the simple Chattel crowd, whatever you want to call yeah. it. That is probably like eh, enough with the new school measures. You measure a man's heart. That's how you figure it out or something like that. Yeah, um, in 20 years, the columnists of the day but, will absolutely be using that stuff but in any, their breakdowns. Any critiques are not using it of it that I would do. Uh, and I think a lot of people would do is more based on lack of familiarity, lack of it being part of the lexicon, all those things that we were just talking about is is what I would say. Yeah. So, uh, but that's it's it's an interesting conversation. It would be fascinating. Maybe we should get into that. Is do like is there is there like a good college football analytics site that goes that does a deeper level of I'm sure there is. Like I but said, like, there are. You just gotta, you just gotta dig around and find to, them. I'd, I'd be interested in looking at that. I'd certainly be interested in it, without a doubt, without a doubt. All right, should we go to some more questions? Do we answer? Yeah, that? Yeah, next we answer one. That chess All right, good. I think so. Yeah. What is the wildest rumor you've heard that uh, you, that you believe to be at least somewhat true? Oh, is that a Husker football related from G Shram? So. Or, or G Shram's not. Oh yeah, G Shram is in here. If you yeah, if you want to expand on that in the chat, yeah, G Shram is typing means. right now. Yeah, I, I assume so too. Oh, like most of them have been, most have been of them have been sort of like teased out by now. Is the thing like are there any that are holding out there that are still there are questions about them and what happened? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like, the wildest rumor that I heard that turned out to be true was Bo Pelini confronting a fan before the Texas game at the Cornhusker Hotel. Like yeah. I heard that that happened. I, know I didn't. That. I didn't believe no, it. I know now that. I'm I know sure that. it's true. I know that guy. Yeah. I know that guy. I'm totally yeah. sure. I know it's, the person. It, but yeah, that I know true. is true. So, so yeah. it's not like I believe that to be somewhat true. Well, yeah. Along those lines, like I remember hearing about the first audio tape before it came out and being like, "Wow, that's pretty wild." I wonder if it's true. And then it was. And I remember hearing about the second audio tape, and it was like, "Oh man, that's pretty crazy." I wonder if that's true. And it was. And so like, his stuff was proven true you know, pretty damn fast. Um, I mean, like, yeah, Frost-related. Like, I don't, like, I, I feel like a lot of this stuff, of course, is true. There was some really wild shit that I just don't feel like, I don't, or I don't feel comfortable discussing in here. Um, and I think some of it's kind of the obvious ones that, that people have probably heard that has been mentioned a couple times in the chat. But there was some other stuff, too, that I just never knew. You know, like, him and alcohol has been talked about a whole lot. But, like, some of the stuff with that went even further. Um, so, but I, you know, I never got, I never was able to confirm any of that stuff. I mean, it seemed like it was true and I talked to enough people that believed it to be true, but I never like talked to us, you know, I never talked to someone who was in the room where it happened, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm, I'm sad that I don't have a better answer to that because so many yeah, of them yeah, have too. been, like I said, have been kind of teased out since we heard them initially and all of the new ones that haven't been, frankly, Josh, like you said, they're all about frost. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, they seriously right? are. That's like, it's like all of them right now, and I think you said it pretty well. You know, it. I don't, I don't care to delve down some of them or, or repeat them, but you know, there, there's, I think there's some of it too that probably has some truth to it as well. So, that's yeah. probably not that great. Um, yeah. All right, what other? Let's see. Let's keep going down. Josh is the next one. Okay. After after a lot of uh, conversation oh yeah, you guys about the started to have stuff. this conversation before the podcast. That's right. All right, go ahead. Uh, Josh says, it? "I'd love some details on your early conversations about creating the IED Club. Who slash what were your inspirations? Are there any fans 
that you were hoping early on would join the community? Were there any fears of a conflict of interest with your other jobs? So Jack and I have actually talked about this a little bit today because we were trying to kind of find like emails and messages um, of, of exactly how this kind of came to be. Um, and, and so here's what I remember, Jack, about uh, some of our conversations and it basically like it ramped up a year ago at this amount of, at this time I found exactly. an email the earliest email I could find was Tuesday May 17th so next week where <laughs> we had a long conversation but what I remember was for whatever reason we got on the conversation about doing Be Kind Husker Rewind again because I, I, I was just ready to do it again and I think we finally figured out like Look, the technology is there where we could do it from home because when we first started doing that all the way back in 2019, I would drive to your house it's and it's like the time commitment of doing that podcast. Right. And, and we, we would, were and we would, we would then record it in your it, basement, watch it on like YouTube on a TV. And then, yes. Yeah. And sometimes we do like two games and like just so we'd have the content. And so initially it was like i think i just texted you like hey what would you think about doing this again and we had like some phone call and this is where like the the part of of the origin story is lost because i'm pretty sure we either had a phone call or we got on like discord or we got on Streamyard, and we just like talked for like 30 to 45 minutes and you you had the more of the idea about using the server and like what if we what if uh, the the be kind history wine was just like one piece to the puzzle and it was more you were way into the community conversation early I th and then it was i think pretty quickly we figured out wow we can do a lot more in here than than originally planned and and it, i just it, i mean i'd have to just go through the emails but it just kind of evolved it evolved seemingly very quickly from what if we were doing you know rewatching games to what if we were just doing a normal podcast a few times a week and we were talking about actual Husker football and, and, you know, having conversations, et cetera, et cetera. I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think we, we were looking for alternate way. We realized, Hey, zoom exists now, uh, and Streamyard and all these things. And we were like, we could have done Husker, be kind of Husker rewind that way instead of the old school way that we did it. Not that many years ago. And so I was looking at those, and somehow I learned about Discord when I was looking up ways to stream video. And I got into this, and I was like, "Wow, you couldn't, ju you wouldn't even just have to stream video in this. You could stream or, or stream old games. You could stream current games, right? You could have all these live events that are like Be Kind Husker Rewind. And that was sort of the idea that I had initially, that it was all Be Kind Husker Rewind, but it was just a, a place where people came in and and watched old games and new games." together uh kind of like a virtual sports bar or something like that and so i presented that to to josh and then i started messing around with the discord uh and and sort of gave him these ideas that i had and i learned a lot more about discord and figured out how the the roles and the tiers worked and i said hey man i think there could be something here where we could actually just make a a, a community where we where we do this essentially and have a chance to do additional podcasts and and those sorts of things. It'll be interactive in a way that's different from anything that exists right now, either on social media or any of the other Husker media sources. Um, and I think I just, I think I realized all that just screwing around with discord and seeing the capabilities of that. Yeah, Josh, if you remember, we pulled up some of the old emails where I was like trying to say, Hey, here's the ideas. And I know the ideas I had with discord didn't make much sense to anybody at first, maybe not to you either, Josh. Uh, no, they didn't. And like, cause I had, the, my very initial thoughts were with the tears. I thought one of the p things people would le really like to do was 
I thought people would use the video chat a bunch, like Zoom, basically. Not only with us, but with each other. I thought people would, if a game was on, people would come in here and watch it like a lot and, and make like private table. We still have that thing in here. Nobody ever uses it. But like that was sort of the, the way I really thought of it as like a hub for watching things together. Um, and that became just a part of it. And then I think we kind of realized as we got started, the text channels uh, got a lot of action. I think we thought it's just less annoying to use than social media because there are fewer it, trolls. And it's yeah, easier, and Jack, it's, and it's easier to it's use like the message better best board. message board. Yeah, it's exactly. Because it's, 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 it's just easier to use. Yeah, the live refreshing of everything. I think that that's what I I kind of missed early on, and very quickly realized like, oh, this is where instead of going to Husker Online or whatever, or maybe people still do that, but this would become that kind of new version of doing. A message board and you know I, I mentioned it jack before you hopped on but you and i are going to be meeting soon and and uh we're going to be planning see you know football season two and i'm really excited for that because i feel like we learned a lot of good lessons um from you know the first football season that we can take into season two um that i'm just like super excited for because this has been really cool you know there was a question josh asked of what were your inspirations or who are your inspirations i know one of the things that i thought about a whole lot in here was the ringer and Grantland, because I'm a huge, huge fan of a lot of stuff that they do, especially right. with their podcast Same. space. Yeah. Um, and, and like there's like this interconnectivity to it all. And I'm just I'm really into that. And so I know I like Be Kind Husker Rewind. The idea for that originally started with the rewatchables and how they watch. If you've never listened to it, essentially they watch movies and then they just they record a podcast afterwards and they and they talk up. They do all sorts of category yeah. categories and they that break the movie stuff. down and. Yeah, and yeah. so like that's where I got that the idea for Be Kind Husker Rewind, and it was so funny because it was like right before the pandemic, and then the pandemic happened. And it was like, damn man, like everyone's gonna start doing this content, <laughs> and they did for a while. You know, like people have kind of stopped. It seems, but for a while, people were rewatching old games, and I was like, oh man, I feel like we missed our time, and and so I'm happy that we were able to combine that with some new ideas too. And then I think the other thing, real quick, is just I thought there weren't. I think I have my own, as you all probably see, I have my own frustrations with the online lifestyle and it's just the world, every place, even, even to the, the message boards and stuff, but especially social media just gets so toxic. And I was like, I think there's a place where people would like to have a non-toxic online community. I think that would be valued and like really fresh to a lot of people. And I started I started to think about that kind of after we had those initial conversations. And I think, Josh, I kind of presented to you as like, I think my idea for this is it's a community where like the idea is where we know the people, people know each other within it, that this is a place where they they, they feel like they've got a corner of the Internet where it's just not as shitty as everything else is. And they can still talk about the things that they would talk about in all of those places. And I think I really banked on people people wanting that and really having a desire for that and it not existing many other places. And we've tried to keep that. We've tried to keep that going uh, through this whole thing. And I think, you know, I think I, I, I can just speak for myself, not for everybody else, but like for me, and I've said this tons of times, like I feel like I'm excited. Like it's an, ex it's a fun part of my life that doesn't have all of the toxicity and the negativity about almost any other format where you're going to communi communicate about things that you care about on the internet. And so for me, at least there was some success with that. I, and I think everybody else feels that way or people who stuck around did. So that was kind of the other component of it, Josh. 
Yeah, for sure. There, the the final part of the question. Uh, well, I guess two parts. Were there any fans you're hoping would join? Or was there any fears of conflict of interest? The, as far as the latter, not really. You know, like one of the things we talked about early was like we're not going to do ads, and so if we're not going to do ads, then we're like not really competing with our our companies itself. Um, and you know, so like that's that's always been the case. So I really wasn't worried. I did make sure to mention to John just like. I didn't want him thinking like, hey, I don't like working with you, and so I just want to work with Jack now. I just wanted to let him know like, hey, I'm doing this thing with Jack, and, and we just, you know, we've wanted to do some different stuff. But I also was like, yeah, you know, you probably would hate it because it's on Discord, and sure enough, John, like, hates Discord. Yeah, so, you know, there was, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it was good that, like, I, w- I wasn't that worried, like, that I didn't figure John was going to give a shit, and he, and he didn't, so that was good. As far as people joining... Not really, you know, I'd say a lot of the the folks that I would have expected to join in here did in terms of like regular like listeners. There's a couple that I think are I'm surprised by that never joined just because I know how much they like like you or like me or like unsportsmanlike conduct. Um, but overall, I think a lot of the people that I would have expected to join, you know, did. And I mean, it's pretty crazy to think back how many people we had joined early on when like our first month even though we had like the paywall, everything was free as we were just trying to test everything out. And it's like, it meant a lot to like have, you know, I think it was like a dozen to 20 subscribers in the first few weeks. And it's like, sorry guys guys like here. Yeah. yeah, This is all going to be free because we just got to figure out if we're doing everything correctly. But once we got the football season going, like, you know, that first, that first night when we did the Northwestern game, and and you got really emotional. It was like, damn, this is going to be way different than like I think anything that that will be out there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah, um, yeah, that's I I I I agree with everything you said there. So it's been cool. Yeah. The only other thing is I had this idea that we would get uh, we would we would uh, uh, have all the like have all these friends uh, I, the red tier, which was only a few people in. Like I was sort of hoping we would have like influencers in here. Um, and people that were in, in, I don't know if the media is the right word, but people who had a bigger public persona and they would start to get people in here and, um, nobody, we don't have any of the, uh, Happer has shown up like multiple Happer times. I think he's the one times. person who that has, was always yeah. my hope was that it would become kind of a common, common thing, but it's a little hard when a lot of those people have those, their own things or they aren't good at discord. Um, but maybe that'll still happen. I'd like that to still yeah, happen. Yeah, that would yeah be, for sure. That would be other thing. Um, Matt says he hopes we do more live watch-alongs, especially away games. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, and Caleb pops in. He was one of those people. Uh, that's that's true. Uh, Matt says, I think it, uh, it's better for Jack not writing the highs and lows on Twitter and getting the live interaction with people who like you. I like not fighting in here. I, fi- I tend to fight. I tend to not be – I said this in the last pod to Dirk. Like, I can't let stuff roll off me and not come back uh, very often. And so, you know, I completely appreciate this. And, crap, I've met – like I, I ran into uh, if you guys saw this on the board I ran into Clint from the bo- he's not in here today but ran into Clint uh, he's a meteorologist with the National Weather Service he's been a member I think since the beginning uh, talked to him I ran into I ran into Sam uh, last November I ran, ran into Mark last no- November I've ran in I think there was one other one I've run into like four of you and like I can name I can name like. I could probably, if you gave me a piece of paper, I could write down 15 of you and either where you live or what you do right now. And that's cool. Like that's, again, it's a closer duplication of what like healthy social life looks like. So, well, yeah. And then like I, I mentioned it in the, in the general chat on Sunday, but I ran by a, a, a patron. I don't remember if he is in here right now. I don't think he is Jason, 
We ran by each other at the marathon, and he shouted I-80 Club yes, at me, and it was like, God, was that so is cool. so funny. Which is funny. That's exactly yeah. what Clint yelled to me today when I came out of Muchachos. He's like, I-80 God, that Club. Is awesome. It's like we have this, like, uh, and then I shook his hand, and the dude who was with him knew about it, and he was like, I'm not a member yet, but he's trying to convince me. And yes, I, and join. I oh, there's Jason. Jason, yeah. What's I up, shook, yeah. I shook Clint's hand, and he was like, and the other guy who was with you was like, do you guys have a secret handshake? I was like, no, but we should. We should. The ID Club handshake. Nice, Jason. So, yeah, so been... were you passing Jason or was Jason passing you? I was I was passing Jason. Oh. That was I probably had I don't know what Jason. I probably had like two, three miles left at that point in time. Um <laughs> man, I, that was that was that was a, that was like the hardest part of the race right there. I was I was slowly falling apart. Bad times. God, it was so small fucking hot. Win- oh, we need small window stickers for cars. That's a good idea. We could add That'd those. be fun. We're, and uh and I should shout out he's not in here. He hasn't uh, he's he's in and around here, but Brian Pope helped us like start a ton of this. Oh, a ton, yeah, like, yeah. He's uh he's my buddy, uh, my buddy back from high school, one of my best friends, and he does he's really good at design. I, I wish we could have find the sheet that I must have deleted, Josh. We had we had like twenty names that we went through name suggestions. Oh, I think place. I actually might have found that. Just a sec, <laughs> let me see if I can do that real fast. I thought I forwarded it to you earlier. Let me see, maybe I, not. I didn't see that one in the forwards, but maybe I missed it. But I'll look we had we had about a month long of brainstorming last yep. summer trying just trying to figure out a name for this thing. And there were some ideas now that probably will sound hilarious. Um, I just don't remember any of them. Oh, never mind. These are possible names for people that we could invite in. Yeah, here. those are the influencers. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. OK, yeah, that's never mind. All right. All right. Let's uh, that's enough about that. Uh, all right. All right. What else do we have in here? I'm going back up and trying to catch up to where we are. Let's see. Get what you what you hope for in your careers. You know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think about that a lot. I I don't I don't know. You know, like I really love my job. Um, I I have a, a insane opportunity to to just like talk about like sports and i think i mentioned this with jerk last week or i i know yeah. i talked about this with somebody recently like the things the way that that i prepare for a show oh i saw it with ravi i had dinner with ravi last night the way i prepare for a show is like how i would kill time if i had a normal job it's by reading articles and and just paying attention to things so, like i i love my job um i've really got in into running i, I don't know if people know this about me over the last couple of years yeah, and i heard that yeah, yeah. Uh and I don't know. I just I want to do more with that. I just don't know what. And and I, you know, I'm 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 excited to start a running podcast at some point soon and just uh, I'm hoping that that continues to scratch an itch. I've I've tried I went to Denver. I did a tryout show over 4 years ago now and I didn't like the co-host that I would have had and so I decided to pull my name out of the running like so I'd be lying if I, you know, said, "Oh, I want to stay in Omaha forever" because I've kicked the tires on going somewhere else. Um, but I really have, I love working with John, uh, as you know, Jack, cause you worked with him. He is, he is a very easy person to work with. He does not have a big ego. Um, and I genuinely look forward to going to work. I would say like 98% of the time. I mean, it is, it, it, there's very few days where I'm like annoyed that I have to go to the office and do a show with John. So like that, that's like a huge positive. So I don't know. I, I, that was a word salad did not give an answer. Yeah. You I don't guys know. sound like you're having fun. So yeah. it sounds very fun yeah, from the outside. Yeah, we have a great time. The only, I mean, the only thing I'll say is just that like if, if, and when I ever do think about doing something else in any form, it's just hard. Like this is probably going to come off as egotistical and I don't egotistical, <laughs> egotistical and I don't mean it, but 
that way necessarily but like so i've been at i've been doing this job for 17 years and it's like man what if i get up to 25 at the same place right what if i get up to 28 something like that and like you know just sort of the things that come along with you know having longevity that nobody else has like i think about those things um sometimes for better or for worse um and and what kind of like a legacy there will be for that um and that you know again I, i can understand how that would sound egotistical but like it's and then there's just like the you know, if there's ever a change, like how many people are you going to disappoint is, is the yep. other thing. Well, is- not to mention Jack, like I, I, I think about like, I have a, I have a friend of mine. He's, he's done an interview over the last few weeks with a, uh, his same company in, in another city. Um, he's done it. And, and then he's done an interview with a different company in another different city. One's in the mountain time zone and one's in the Pacific. And I'm like, wow, that it just, I can't do that. Like the 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 ease of picking up and leaving is so hard for like I couldn't do that in this industry, and I don't know like what type of skills I have yeah, <laughs> for that, like anything. If I were to ever be like I want to be done with radio, yeah. it's like okay, now out, what are you gonna if do? If radio's out, I'm not leaving the area, so I gotta find something else. So yeah, I, so I don't. I don't know, I've, I've, I've I don't thought know, about it a million times. Like, what would I do? But, yeah, you know. I mean, the I've got a law degree, but man, there's it's nobody's really looking for somebody who's been out of practice for 20 years, um, so that or whatever it is, not quite 20 years, 17 years, um, and then you know, then I think about the next thing. It's like, well, you could be like a uh, like a communications PR person, former radio people love to do that, so maybe they that really would do be something else. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, does Nebraska have a chance? Could do a couple more here before we quit. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, you good? Okay. Uh, Matt says, does Nebraska have a chance to break the official all-time world record attendance for a women's sporting event of 91-553 with a volleyball game this August? Uh, so they have 83,000 sold. So can they add 8,500 more to the whole thing? I assume they've got every seat that they can sell in the stadium sold. Now, the things you can add to that, though, is attendance will be higher than that because it's everybody in the stadium, not Correct. just sold tickets. How much Correct. does that add? I honestly don't know. Honestly, yeah, a couple know. thousand, maybe, maybe a couple thousand. So maybe that gets you to eighty-five, and you need about six thousand more. Could you get that? Let's just say for, you know, for giggles, let's say you needed six thousand more. Could you do that if you didn't have a concert stage on the field? Could you get six thousand more? Yeah, I don't know. That seems like a lot. It's tight. Yeah, that's I mean, that's it's a tight. lot. I think I do think they would cancel the concert. Like, if they have a chance to break the world record. If they have a chance to break the world record, definitely. But I just, it would be, and honestly, I think they probably will. Like, I think they'll do everything they can to get that. And I think it's going to be really tight to get up to 91.553. If they've got 83,000 seats sold, if it's if it's packed. And they did, did some of the student ones they sold are on the field already, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So they may have already sold some of those. So can you get whatever... You know, again, add in a couple thousand if you want to for the people who don't buy tickets. Can you fit another 6,000 in there somehow? Do you want to? But my guess is knowing Trev and John Cook, I'm going to guess that they're going to do everything they can to get that. And I wouldn't be surprised if they – I don't know. I don't have any insight. I just think they – I think they'll cancel the concert if they have a shot. If that, yep, if that is too. the difference, I think they'll do that. Yeah, and I think, yeah, and, I and if they can actually, fit. nobody knows yeah. what it is, and I think it'll be 
Well, I've... well, uh, people in the chat, if you're a subscriber to the ID Club, you just saw who it is because it was posted in there. Hold on, I know who it is. So I want to see if they're right. It, it was me who posted it. So, oh, well, let me see. Oh yeah, that's yeah. I yeah, knew that. Yeah. I knew that like a week ago. Yeah. All right. Yeah, me too. I know. I'm just saying, like, you okay. said nobody knew who it is. I said our subscribers, and people are I now. I, actually, I think I put that in the – actually, I, I put that in the in one of the chat rooms, like, over a week ago. So, oh, yeah, not to brag. Not for to brag. the record. Okay. Not uh, to brag. Let's get a couple more of these in here before we can. And if we don't get to them all, we'll – I think we'll do this. We can do another mailbag. Oh, God. Then we ask for a deep dive into when the Frost tenure failed. <laughs> That could be a whole episode oh itself. Put a maybe pin in. Put need, a pin in. Maybe it. we just need to. We do that. We've done that on our boardroom episode sometimes. But yeah, we th- could just do that. Yeah, maybe there we is just a do that. Never-ending thirst for um, for that uh, whole thing. Yeah. Sam says, "Will the rain? Uh, will it rain and wash this GD pollen away?" <laughs> Many people are asking. Uh, Many people are asking. What do we think of the JoJo interview? Uh, it was uh, a- I actually haven't heard the interview. I've heard the cl- the clip, just heard the like clip. the one that got made all the rounds. I've not heard the interview itself. I, I'm very interesting. What I mean, what my thought first of all is like, like what? Where is for that to be JoJo? Um, like he wasn't even here last year, so I'm really, you know what I mean? He wasn't part of when the wheels completely fell off last year. He was playing in the NFL last year, so. I'm really interested in what's kind of just going on in his mind with this whole thing. That's the that's the biggest thing here is like why he what made him feel feel comfortable with going on and and you know not like necessarily going into detail but at least saying what he did in the interview. Well, probably because I mean last year at this time Frost was still the head coach. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. Because like I, Brendan says, the wheels were always off. That was his point, I think. Yeah, like I, I, I guess like, I, guess so. I would I disagree with you a little bit, Jack. Like last year was when the wheels fell off. I'd just say last year was when it finally came home to roost. But I'd say the wheels had been off for a okay. while. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't there the year that he was. Fi- okay. Well, he wasn't there for at least part of whenever things got bad. I guess. When well, when things declare. ended, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, there was plenty bad. He wasn't there for. I mean, I think we wasn't. I guess. I mean, dude, I think a lot of the stuff that w- that happened at the end of of the Frost tenure happened while he was there too. You know, like I don't think him skipping meetings and stuff was like a new phenomenon. I know, but know? I think it got worse as it got later. It, I mean, I don't think. But was he was like- on his second. T- he was on his last full season too. Like yeah. it was. He was on the COVID year. I mean, like it was. I don't know. I, I maybe 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 we're splitting hairs. I just think. I, I think that things had been bad with Scott going back to the COVID year. If I mean, he, every year was horrible, but you know, like yeah. he was there for all of it. So he just missed the final three games. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, other than that, you, you know, the fact beyond him being willing to say that, like it wasn't all that surprising beyond the, the, the fact that he no, yeah. said it. I mean, based yeah. on it kind of lines up just what you've heard with everything else. So that yep. was my biggest thing. We talked in the, in the chat channels today about whether or not, you know, there could have been follow-ups. I mean, Kenny Wilhite was doing that interview, Josh. Like, <laughs> Kenny Wilhite was right in the middle of all Dude, of this. Yes. Kenny Wilhite was, was was an official member of the of the, of the the university, and Jay Foreman was a uh, volunteer. Like, you know, I don't yeah, know. So people I, were asking I have not watched ask- the whole interview, so I can't I, – I'm not going to be critical of either of those guys because I don't know what they did or didn't ask. Well, but I would also say, like, guys, I mean – I they mean, were inside the walls. Like, Dave, what do you want him to do? We, I just heard the clip, but Dave, we were talking about it in the chat, and he basically said, Doman, Doman said at the beginning he was basically willing to, you know, willing to get into stuff if they wanted to. So, Well, that's disappointing, which then, is, because, Which yeah. is interesting. 
Uh, yeah, because I, I, if, if I were to get an interview opportunity like that with Mr. Jojo Doman, I would ask a lot of questions. Uh, Big Red Rascal, why do you think sources are so hesitant to go on the record with about Frost? Well, all my sources, you know, I mean, the, most of the people that I've, I've heard stuff from firsthand instead of, you know, from Josh or on here or, or, or second or third hand are still connected with university. And I think that's why, for the most part. That's the biggest yeah, thing like, to me. Yeah, I think part of it or, too is like, yeah. I mean, I don't want to divulge. Like, it, I don't want it to make it so traceable. But it's like people just have conversations. I, I guess I've never really had a discussion where someone was like, "Keep this off," you know, the radio. I mean, a couple of times I had, but like, that's not like a common occurrence. So I don't know. I, I like, like again, a lot of the stuff with Frost was like it got into this such like this personal territory, and if no one could really prove it. You know, with with like, let's say with alcohol like that, you can't go public with any of that stuff. Yeah. You know, like you would you would have to have actual evidence of it. And so, like, I don't think it was like afraid like coming. I just like I never talked to anybody who was in the room again where one of those incidents happened. And I think that's kind of where, it, where I always go back to of like why why that type of stuff was never really discussed in like an article or something. I just can't. I'm at what would it like? Why would I get it. I know. I understand why Big Red Roscoe asked the question, and I know a lot of people have that same question, and they're frustrated about it. But why would you like? Why do that though? Right? Yeah. Like why? That's the other if thing. You, like, if you have access to that knowledge, you probably have some connection. Or yes. And like that, I know that this. This dangerous. answer is going to make people mad, and I understand this. But I mean, you you also want to keep your job. <laughs> Right, you know, that's like, what it was the first thing I said. Yes, you want to keep your job. Um, yes, and so you know, and like like Dave says, nobody wanted to be the new jerk by going after the golden boy. I absolutely think that, that was a big part of it. I think that there were people that were like, I just don't want to ruffle any feathers and deal with that type of stuff. I think that that's very real. I also agree with Big Red Roscoe though when he says, "I'm just surprised we haven't seen the deep dive into why things went so wrong with Frost." I am too. It's very weird. We talked about that with Dirk last week. And it's something that I had thought about a lot before the pod that we did with him and then after. But if, if like, every time a coach gets fired somewhere, there is, like, the, all right, we need to look under the hood and discuss why this happened. And maybe maybe the argument could be, Jack, like, we had been doing that for four years anyway, so, like, we didn't need a proper, you know, like, takeout piece in, in the newspaper or on The Athletic. But, like, he got fired in September. They made a hire right after the season. Then we're trying to learn about Matt Rule and these assistants. Like, there never was room to breathe. I would argue we have reached that point now. I think it would be good for this place. And I think it'd be good because I think there's still a large subset of people that, I mean, like, we had the question from Furls a few minutes ago, you know? Like, can you tell why it didn't work? And it's like, people still want to know the answer of, like, what went wrong? Because they still are baffled that it didn't that it didn't work. And it's like, there are reasons why, but it can't just be because Frost was bad. No, there, we need to, like, people need to know about the disorganization and, and the lack of accountability. And, and I mean, I don't know, maybe JoJo saying what he did could be the beginning of something like Kina's that. Kina's comment was really good, too. She said, I feel like there's a lot of pity if Frost had done something terribly uh, frowned upon or worthy of whistleblowing. People would feel comfortable speaking up. But it seems like this was a guy going through shit who got in way over his head. And I think there's yeah. probably some... I don't know for sure, but that wouldn't surprise me either. That I think there, yeah, that there are probably people who feel that that that's the case too. And why why stomp on him when he's down after all of this yeah. and all those yeah. things that are going on? So I think that's probably it. I think it'll happen at some point, um, but I think it's still pretty early. 
for for all of that. But I know there is, Josh. We talked about this many times. There is an insatiable thirst for that. Yeah. For that information, it comes up constantly in here. It comes up constantly all over these places. All right, let's yeah. end on this one. And I've been trying to think about this one. I don't know if you have a good one, but it was, "What is your worst take?" I assume he means sports-related takes. Uh, yeah, that turned out to be a bad one. I mean, I what last year I predicted Nebraska to have ten wins, so there's that. <laughs> I forgot about that. You got so mad at me it at the reverse of curse when I said it five and seven. It was a bit. It was a bit. It was a bit. Oh, yes, let's see. Worst take. I'm trying to think of like a serious, like not you know like one that I've done as as a bit, one that I like wholeheartedly. God, there's got to be some some. Oh, I thought Eli, man, and I still feel kind of good about this, but I always thought Eli Manning was going to be horrible, and then he won two freaking Super Bowls. That dick. Um, God, I mean, like, look, I thought Frost was going to be really. I thought Frost was going to win Nebraska a conference championship within his first five years. So, I mean, it's hard to think of one that I can be more wrong on than that. Like, I thought Riley would be better than he was, but I thought Frost was going to win a conference title, and he was the worst head coach of my lifetime. So, I, I don't know. I feel like it could kind of start in there. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of any. I think they've all been good for me. I think pretty much, <laughs> nice. pretty much, pretty much uh, batting a thousand with mine for the most part. So, well, good. That's good. I'm happy. I'm I just happy. can't. No, I'm sure they're terrible. I just can't think of any. I can't I can't think of a whole lot of them with this. It's probably it's probably about me thinking Nebraska was going to win when they weren't football wise. Is is probably yeah. what that is. But not a lot of bad takes in my history. So sorry for the lack of content on that one. Mm. Uh well thank you everybody for your questions. This was fun. I'll keep thinking about my bad takes and if we do this again we'll uh uh I'll I'll try and remember my bad takes. You can go through and find some of uh, they're on Twitter I'm sure if I made them. So Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can go ahead and try and find those. I'm sure they exist. Uh, that was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'd be uh, down. I'd be definitely down with doing it again. It was Josh. It was fun to bounce around. Yeah, this was great there through the time. So hopefully you guys found it entertaining as we were kind of doing different stuff throughout. But uh, we will. This was kind of the spur of the moment. We decided to do this. We'll give you a little bit more notice next time on this. And yes, Eric, it is recorded. Or we oh yeah. Recorded yeah. It. So I assume we're are we going to put this out. Is there anything, any reason we shouldn't put this out publicly? No, yeah, this will go on the free feed. We we uh, we drop those. It goes on the free feed on Saturdays, so okay. it goes a few days later. All right, so it'll later. be up. It'll be up. But it'll be on the Patreon feed. Uh, it'll be on the Patreon feed in like twenty minutes, whenever. whenever yeah. I get so it if Eric, you can go back and listen to the beginning of it uh, if yeah. you want to. So that's it. Saturday we get back to a regular, uh, regular Saturday morning coffee. Yes. And yep, and then uh, a reminder, we said this earlier, but we had someone drop down from the boardroom tier. So if you would like to do that, it's $10 a month. You get access to a couple of uh, extra things, including a board chat room, and um, you also get an unrecorded podcast that we do once a month. And in the uh, last couple of months, we have done like 30 to 45 minutes on Scott Frost, and we also talked about the Bo Pelini audio tape. So. That one is that one is unrecorded, and so it's a little bit more free flowing. So if you'd like to do that, you can upgrade your membership. Patreon.com/slash/i80club. Or if you're listening on the free feed and you want to join the fun, it's only three or five dollars a month, and uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty damn cool. Yep, uh, I agree. And last but not least, uh, we can't do this enough. It was interesting when Josh we were going back and talking about the origins of this thing. I think if you would have told either of us that we would have, um, you know, a, a hundred some people plus a core of probably 30 people on the discord that 
uh, that we interact with daily on this thing, we wouldn't have been more thrilled about it. Uh, so, again, we thank you. We know you're putting resources yes. into it that make it possible. Uh, we know you got a lot of things you could do that with. So we really thank you. We have, a, I think, uh, I think speaking for myself at least, I just, it's a, it's a fun thing. I'm just glad that we're able to do it and able to, um, to justify it because it's fun. It's something that I look forward to. Um, it's something that's a positive in my life right now. So uh, thank you all for for uh, giving what you do to it and continuing to make it a, a fun place. And it would it it suck if you guys didn't make it a good place. And uh, you guys do a great job with that too. So I just wanted to add that. Couldn't agree more, man. Couldn't cool. agree more. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. With that, we will say goodbye. Uh, goodbye, podcasters. Uh, make sure and join us next time in the I-80 Club and become a patron. Bye.